Hello and welcome into the KE Report. Chad and Corey here talking with Anil Warwick, Director and Executive Vice President of Step Gold. Step Gold is traded on the TSX under the ticker STGO and on the OTCQX under the ticker STPGF. And Anil, it's always great getting you on the show to get an update on Step Gold. And we've got some big news to unpack in this particular update. Just for people listening in, Step Gold is a gold producer operating in Mongolia, and they've been operating from their ATO mine. Their phase one production has been the open pit heap leach, but they are now working on a, a large phase two expansion at their ATO mine. But on January 22nd, just last week, Anil, you put out some big news that you've acquired the Buru gold mine at another producing gold mine for the company. And it ramps your production up from 30,000 per annum, bolts on another 60,000 now to make it 90,000 per annum. Walk us through this transaction where the company has now acquired the Boru gold mine. Yeah. Thanks for having me again and, and great to be back. Uh, and yeah, it's quite a transformational uh, acquisition we announced last week. With uh, Obviously, we have to work through a couple more hurdles in terms of definitives and, and a, a shareholder vote. But we expect all this to be wrapped up by Q2. I would say mid-June is our timeline where we can uh, integrate this new producing mine, the Buru mine that's producing about 60,000 ounces a year, has been in production for the last three years and has approximately six and a half years of mine life ahead at the 60,000 ounce run rate with approximately all-in cost of $1,000 an ounce. So it's uh, immediate production growth, immediate cash flow growth, you know, really adds scale to our platform immediately. And it's in Mongolia again. So it shows our focus with our, our current expansion underway on our phase two operation ATO and then acquiring already an existing producing uh, mine. It just cranks things up further today and, and, and actually, you know, further de-risk the company by adding immediate cash flow, strengthens our balance sheet, maybe creates leverage for us to be able to refinance our project financing down the road on more favorable terms. Besides the, the, the obviously natural synergies uh, and industrial logic combining that private entity into our, our public platform. So very exciting acquisition, uh, roughly about 80 million US of paper that we'll be issuing on this transaction. So call it 1.3 times EBITDA roughly again, or two times free cash flow, which is, uh, I would say, decent uh, multiples acquiring any asset anywhere, anywhere in the world. So I would say de decent entry point to immediately scale up which allows us to be a 90,000 ounce producer instead of a 30,000 ounce producer for the next couple of years while bringing our phase two expansion online, which will then take us to 160,000 plus ounces a year. So scale today and a lot more just around the corner. So Neil, currently bringing in Boru here, as you said, grows production to 90,000 ounces. And as you said, it's about six and a half years of more mine life what do you look past beyond that? Is there a chance to extend mine life? And since the asset's only been running for three years, any capital costs that you need to put into production to just maintain this production profile? Yeah. So the current production profile, my understanding, can be can maintained just with some sustaining capex. So no major capex investment. I would say that you know this complex is probably 150 million US plus invested in into the heap leach that's already in production, the CIL and CIP plant, and the fleet that we're acquiring. So it's great to have all that existing infrastructure that we're acquiring, not a lot of capex requirement to to maintain the current production. And as usual, what our team will do is do a, a whole analysis of the, the technical data 
to date. Uh, looking to see if the pan the, the pits can be expanded, if there's more mineralization or targets on this property to extend the mine life, whether it's additional oxides or sulfides or both. And obviously the plant can take on both because it's currently is producing from both heap leach and the CIP plant today. So don't know the exact answer if we can extend the current mine life, but that's certainly something that, you know, taking 40 million US of free cash flow from this asset, we can reinvest a couple million bucks a year to do some exploration, whether it's new grassroots uh, exploration on the, on the license that has never been done or doing the geological reinterpretation of all the data set that's available to us and seeing there's places that we can uh, expand. All right, Anil. So it's an interesting transaction of that. You did get all that infrastructure along with the deal. When we think about most people trying to build a mine today, it's an onerous project, as you know, when you're doing your phase two expansion. But this one, you, you know, you got the heap leach pads, you got the CIP, the carbon and pulp plant, you got the fleet, and you have the chance to expand it. You can take revenues, as you just mentioned, and plow it into looking at expiration and, and if there's other open pit potential or other sulfide potential at depth. But there's also a license that comes with this project on the Gatsu project, and that's an additional area nearby where you could continue to truck ore over from that as an expansionary factor. So maybe just walk people through, there's not just the expansion here at the Boru Gold Mine, but there's also this Gatsu project that gives you even more blue sky upside. Yeah, so there is uh, this Gatsu license that comes with this this acquisition. So, you know, it was originally called Boru Gatsu, the complex and the, the licenses when Sentara held this uh, a while back before the Buru team, the private team took over back in 2018, 2019. And so the Gatsu license is a development project that's kind of been stalled for many, many years and no one's been able to advance it. You know, that's something, a license that uh, we think we are able to advance you know, once we fully integrate this operation, the producing operation, and of course, bring phase two online at our ATO. Then we have something else to focus on, which is another development project 40 kilometers east of Buru that we think we can unlock in future years. You know, we have we have our hands full for, for the next couple of years already, but certainly another opportunity to bring more ounces into our production profile where you know there's already oxides on that license and you should be able to just truck them over to this current Buru operation. So you don't have to go build another mine to probably extract another 80,000 ounces or so a year on the heap leach, on the oxides. And then, of course, there's still... Uh, the larger sulfide component that would, you know, need some more work to confirm how to process if we can process on the current infrastructure nearby, or we have to build a, a new plant, you know, that's TBD, but certainly some really good optionality that comes with this already, I would say, favorable acquisition on, on just the Buru current operation. And so that's exciting. You know, I think we've now shown a path to, you know, a mid-tier production profile or a quarter million ounces just in Mongolia and just on these two mining licenses and operations. ATO, our existing operation, that'll take us to over 100,000 ounces in two years. And then this Buru operation, 60,000 today, plus plus, as I just mentioned. Yeah. And as you said, that comes later on because the company, you kind of have your hands full right now with the phase two upgrade anyway. And then also moving this Boru project into the company. Just a quick touch on resource base that Boru adds to the overall company here. It says that the proposed transaction is expected to add to the over 4 million ounces of gold equivalent resource base. That's current. So how much does Boru add currently? So roughly, because there'll be an updated 43101 as part of the transaction and, and as part of the definitives being finalized by mid-March, uh, I, th I think we can say it's about 450,000 ounces on a recovered basis exists there today. 
And that number obviously could be much bigger on with any other inferred resources or, or whatnot, uh, which I don't have the numbers as yet. And of course, that's something that we're going to define in an updated 4201 as part of the transaction. But obviously, some meaningful current ounces uh, of, of that nature is, is pretty significant. You know, that's production today and cash flow today. And hopefully that resource will continue to grow too if we once we do our, our interpretation or reinterpretation of this project. All right, Anil. So one of the themes we've had on the show when we brought on a number of producers, both gold and silver, is showing the growth potential. And I think people can see here there's a multiple angles for this company to grow. You just grew through an acquisition. You could grow through expansion there, and you could also grow through that Gatsu project down the road. But let's pivot over to one of the big projects the company is working on, and that's your phase two expansion at the ATO gold mine in Mongolia. You've got phase one up and running. It's been running for a number of years now. But phase two is really a game changer for the company. I noticed on January the 9th that you put out some news that you have procured the uh, construction contractor, Hexagon Build Engineering LLC. This is to help with the phase two expansion. Walk us through why this phase two expansion is so important for the company, what it does to the production profile, and what the rough timeline is on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that was our most exciting focus for the company the company is this expansion you know pre-announcement of course of this 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 new acquisition of production and you know still remains our focus from the construction point of view fully funded we raised 150 million of debt in the summer we started drawing down on on, on some of that debt already 9.6 million us in november of last year so you're seeing some progress already in that expansion then we announced the epc partner and turnkey agreement so that shows that we have a a partner who will take on all the con- the remaining construction and for under 150 million US, so we are funded. We have the partner there. They're actually going to be working with a global partner as well that we didn't name. So certainly that's all advancing. Construction should kind of hit the ground running again in the spring, call it April. So I expect another update, maybe the next 30 to 60 days on another draw of debt to continue to procure longer lead items and ramp up for that construction once uh, the winter's over. So kind of call it spring, April. So that's advancing nicely. You know, what that does is adds another 12 years of mine life at ATO at three times the current production profile. So, we'll, you know, ATO will jump from 30,000 ounces a year to over 100,000 ounces a year starting at the end of 2025. So that's our that's when we expect to, to complete all construction. So call it Q1 2026. We'll be running at just over 100,000 ounces per annum at ATO just from the sulfides. And um, that will grow because we've already continue to find more mineralization or new discoveries underneath these deposits. And the current mine plan is only based on 350 to 400 meters uh, at depth. And we've already seen uh, more mineralization uh, beyond that. So I think we're comfortable to say that we know this mine life's going to grow. The 12 years will probably look like 15 to 20 in a couple of years as we bring it online and just do some additional work for drilling on these four deposits. And then we still have, again, like I mentioned previously, the optionality of going on on the rest of the property, 90% of the property that deposits currently don't sit on, you know, on the mining license, we haven't done a lot of work there. And we're, we're starting a shallow drill program first to hopefully identify more oxides, which means hopefully we might find some more oxides and extend that 30,000 ounces. And then you have 130,000 plus ounces for hopefully a few years once phase two comes online. But ultimately, that's all optionality. We're not banking on it. If that happens, that's great. But if not, we're still going to be a 100,000 plus ounce producer at about $950 all in cost at our phase two and life of mine growing, of course. So, Neil, with this EPC contract, it is said that 
Look, this is a full performance of work that costs approximately, let's say, just under $150 million. We all know how sensitive investors are right now to cost overruns, generally, when it comes to either expansion or simply building mines. Is this a number that is more or less fully locked in so that you would be free to use the capital that you have committed to this and not have major overruns? Yes, exactly. That's exactly, and that's what we put that announcement out to show that we we all the costs are baked in. There's no overruns on our end. Uh, it won't come to us. It's now on that contractor, our EPC partner, and they've confirmed they can do that for under 150 million or or just at it. So we are fully funded for that. You know, the chances are you could beat it. You know, as a reminder, you know we built our heap leach in 14 months for 25 million US. That's probably one third to a quarter cheaper than where you could build that similar heap leach anywhere else in the world. So you can do things quicker and cheaper in Mongolia. And I think we're more than comfortable to say that we'll remain under that 150 number as published. Well, Neil, just more big picture, because this is a lot to throw at investors or maybe somebody listening for the first time to an overview of the company. When people looked at you, let's just say a month ago, you were a 30,000 ounce a year producer with this ATO expansion to take you up to 100,000. Now you've bolted on 60,000 at the Buru Gold Mine with potential to expand both there and potentially extend the phase one and have it overlap with the phase two for a longer period of time. What do you want the main takeaway for investors to be about Step Gold as a growth oriented gold producer that still has a lot of expiration upside? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. We offer the expiration sizzle that any Explorer Co. can offer, but we can self-fund our expiration and that upside. We're funded, we're, we're, we're generating cash flow today and growing that cash flow significantly this year. And our production profile is growing significantly. So you have a producer that's growing immediately on production in just a, a quarter or two, and then almost doubling that production in about two years. So 30 to 90 to over 160, and maybe if we extend the ATO oxide mine, then we're at almost 200,000 ounces of production without any capital needs to bring all that together. And and of course, we'll have a sufficient amount of excess cash flow along the way as well with this new acquisition. So that's the story, you know, production expansion and expiration and a lot of room to grow and a lot of cash flow to generate. All right, Anil, well, we'll wrap it up here for today, but definitely keep us posted as more news hits the market so we can stay up to date on Step Gold. And if people want to follow along with the company news, definitely click on the link below. It takes you over to the company news section. And Anil, Corey and I sure appreciate you coming on, giving us the update. Always looking forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.